Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is your host, Mr. Brandon Wade, but you can call me B2, you can call me B squared, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but you got to follow the rule. And I know it's been a while since I talked about that, but you got to follow the rule. You can call me whatever you want to call me as long as it's nice. I want to welcome y'all back to your favorite show and my favorite show, Pay It Forward. So I realize it's been a while since I've done a Pay It Forward and I've had a lot of cool new um, experiences and stuff and a lot of new things that have happened. I've been blessed. I've taken some calculated risk and they've paid off you know I've done some cool new experiences and stuff cool thing is is that you know society is kind of opening back up uh people are feeling a little bit more free and safe to do different things you know you have um more stores and more things opening so it's a little bit different now um than it was maybe a month ago or a year ago or so so you know things are a little bit different However, it's good to find myself returning back to this space. You know, this is something that has always kind of been important to me. Um, at least over the last couple of years, I've really liked the idea of just being able to get real with myself. And I've always felt like pay it forward. This particular platform that I was given was a way in which I could always be real. You feel me? Like if there was no other place that I felt like I could say whatever it is that was on my heart that I really wanted to say and share it with people that this was a place where I could do it. And for all the things in which I experienced, I'm glad that this became something that came out of it because I would have honestly probably never gotten involved in podcasting. I just personally was just kind of like, yeah, I just don't see myself doing something like that. Um, ironically, as a person that likes to talk a lot, I would have never thought of podcasting as a thing. So I'm really grateful for y'all, man. I'm, I'm always grateful for everybody that listens um, and anybody that has, you know, just interest in whatever it is that I'm saying, because I really do try my best to be honest and, and, and share from my heart my experiences. Because uh, half the time, bro, I don't even believe half the stuff that I've experienced, you know, not that this is so unbelievable, but just that a lot of things that happen, you know, sometimes you can be really used to, and I've been really used to not believing a lot of things that have happened to me. So this is a place in which I can foster that safety in myself and in others. So I always look forward to doing these and I'm happy to be back, you know, uh, just, just for everybody's heads up. If anybody's new, any, any new people are on here, man, as a recap, that intro that I use, um, is one that I used when I was doing this show a couple of, a year or two ago on, um, the Pasadena city college radio station. And I just developed it as a gimmick. And now looking back, it kind of makes sense. Like I just thought it was really a cool thing to say, but it actually makes sense because I got people listening now from all different parts of the world. So saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Well, that's like people from all over the world. That's like saying, regardless of where you at, like, 
I didn't even realize that when I made it. I just liked the way that it sounded. So I, I just thought it was pretty cool. But just so everybody knows, like that's just a callback to um uh previous shows. And if you look at uh the pay it forward um uh Rolodex of shows, you will see like there's shows where it was clearly recorded in a different place and I'm fortunate enough to be able to have high quality equipment to still be able to record my show. Uh, but I haven't, you know, been at, um, the school in which I was recording at in, you know, quite a while. So it's been a real blessing to to be able to continue this show, man. And, and, and sometimes in just doing this, it's just a reminder of how much I actually love doing this kind of thing and how much it means to me to be able to talk about these kind of topics, you know, for whomever it is that's listening. So, I've been working on doing this habit of breathing um, and trying to be present and feel the things that I need to feel in my own body. Um, Because I feel like that adds a layer to the way that life should be, you know, we're supposed to feel and experience things in our bodies and in our minds. And, you know, you feel me, you go through a lot of stuff, man, and you experience a lot of stuff. And one of the ways we, we get past a lot of crazy things is we disconnect from our feelings. We disconnect one from what our body tells us, you know, from what our hearts tell us, from what our mind tells us, from what our feelings tell us. And we forget that those things were given to us, you know, they're given their God given gifts to us to help nudge us on the path that we're really meant to take. So, man, I, I am really trying my best now to get into that kind of thing. Cause look, I, I don't come from a world in which a lot of emotional tools were at a certain point readily available to me. Everything I've learned is something that I've had to go find myself, especially when it's come to that. I've been fortunate enough to have some good teachers and some people that have helped me on my journey. And um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have more people that support me and people that I look up to as mentors and, 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 and figures that help me. Um, but most of these things I either had to draw myself or look up myself, you know, and, and, and so emotional intelligence is not something that's usually taught. And now we have it. Now people are talking about mental health and self-care and things of that nature. Those were not things people talked about. They were typically things that were frowned upon and usually mocked at a certain point. Like, bro, why would you need to have mental and emotional health, bro? Just get some money. You feel me? Just get out there and hustle and hustling, bro. Don't feel that, that void inside of yourself, that, that lack of contentment that you feel when you look at your life, man, I, 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 and, 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 and that's not something that we're usually taught. And, you know, I'm a black guy, you'd feel me, I'm African-American. So I'm in the African-American community. They don't typically teach that because we're typically a, a race that has for the most part leaned towards survival. Hey, bro, I'm just happy to be alive the next day. You know, screw worrying about how I feel. I'm just happy to still be here. You feel me? And and, and, and that is not something and it hurts my feelings and it, it's, it's angering and scary and lonely and overwhelming. And so there's a couple things I want to talk about in regards to that. And so just 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 to make sure I, I completed my thought, 
that it's it's it, it's it's scary and lonely and overwhelming and I've learned about it and more the more I wake up to some things the more I realize that a lot of people in my community pretty much may oftentimes have no clue about emotional stability and the importance of emotional intelligence and things of that nature and we kind of just wing our way through life just hoping that we survive everything and that doesn't breed growth so growth is really important to me and emotional growth and healing and trauma work is really important to me so what I wanted to talk about was some things that have been coming up for me emotionally recently and just some things that have been helping me. Um, but one of well, a couple of these is like longing, loneliness, fear and keeping promises to yourself. So I imagine I'm going to touch on quite a few of these things while we, while I'm talking and you feel me, it's, it's just something that I personally experienced. Like, what does that mean in the context of being a human? And I'm, I'm speaking from a man's perspective because I'm a man. However, I believe that it applies to everybody. And I speak from more of a christian perspective because you know that's part that that, that's a lot of my belief system but i believe that it applies to anybody regardless of your faith so i just wanted to give that again that disclaimer for anybody that's new to what i'm doing is i'm not trying to come at somebody from a fake way or a a a a sexist or a religious standpoint because i don't particularly to subscribe to religion nor do i particularly subscribe to uh, sexism. I am just somebody that wants people, and I make it clear, not even particularly, I don't subscribe to sexism. Like, it's just, I'm only going to be able to come from things from the perspective of a man that has heard the heart of other people. So a lot of these are just disclaimers for new people that may be following and saying, well, what are you, what are you into? Well, Look, the, these are the core things that make my foundation. I'm uh, I'm black. Um, I am someone that likes and, and deals with the healing of emotional traumas and believes that the more that we process our emotional things and the more we allow our feelings to exist, the more open we are to the reality that we live in. And a lot of times the reality we live in ain't necessarily what we think it is, but usually it's something greater than that. So I believe that the more we allow ourselves to feel, the more our feelings take their rightful place as opposed to just leading us in, in our directions. So I also come from a spiritual background of I believe, you know, in Jesus Christ and I that's that's who I personally, you know, subscribe to when it comes to uh belief and things of that nature. However, I have a lot of experiences that have supported my belief in my personal faith and I don't ever believe in pushing faith on somebody else because I'm a believer that a be- your your beliefs especially if they're true beliefs if you really believe what you believe you shouldn't be feeling like you need other people to agree with you or believe that in order to make your belief valid because if you need that then you don't really believe what you believe so 
I just try to speak from my perspective and I just wanted to make that clear that that's my and that's part of my perspective. So when I speak and I speak according to spirituality, that's something that I think about and I feel through because that's a personal belief of mine. So it, it, it comes from that perspective. But I believe that the principles in which I talk about can be applied regardless of what your faith and what your gender is and whatever it is and what perspective that you come from. So I'm always been about real being real. You feel me? Regardless of wherever you come from, where whatever your perspective is, that real is real. And that if you come real and you come being your most authentic self at that moment, you are always open to the reality of what you're really meant to experience. You're going to be open the more, the less we hang on to the idea of the identity we have right now. So what I know at 30, cause I'm 30, what I know at 30 is going to be different than what I know God willing at 35. So I'm going to be a different Brandon by the time I'm 35 because I was a different Brandon at 25 and I'm a greater Brandon at 30. So it's all about the shifting of perspective and the Brandon at 25 would not have subscribed as much to the idea of being open to genuinely feeling and experiencing feelings and things of that nature. So I just wanted to clear that up when I went into the perspective about what I'm talking about, because all these things I believe are going to help the mental and emotional health of men. And when that does, when we have the help of men being helped, it is inadvertently going to help anyone that we come across. So I want to talk about the idea of selfishness and promises. So I don't like, again, I don't know all of my audience and I don't particularly have a, a what you would say, a, 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 a cut demographic. My demographic is real. You feel me? If you are a real nigga, then you go, then you can be here. If you are a authentic person, you're going to be here. If you are an authentic woman, you are an authentic man. Uh, regardless of your choice of gender, your choice of sexuality, if you are authentic, you are my demographic. So when I, when I, when I speak about these things, I'm just talking about inadvertently the idea that promises and, and things that we try to keep. Um, when, when, when you deal with things like dealing with, um, a spirituality or a, um, a religion, like I don't even, I don't even look at who generally views, but I love hearing stories about people. They say, man, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, cool. Like, I don't even have a look at it because really I'm just trying to be real. So I fire and forget a lot of times. Half the time, if you ask me what I said on one podcast, I might not even remember it because I'm firing forgetting because I'm just genuinely trying to be honest. So I don't know what my demographic is a lot of times, but I would just say if I really truly had one, it would be authentic. You feel me? Like whomever is looking to find their most authentic self. So I don't have a religious demographic or a, a, a gender based demographic, somebody that I'm catering to, I guess in a loose sense, you could say that it's for men trying to find their way because I'm a man and it's easier for me to speak to the perspective of men, but anybody that's interested, even if you're just interested in looking at a general, general perspective, it's going to benefit, I think everybody. So I'm speaking right now to people, maybe you've experienced church or things of that nature. And a lot of times when you're in church, a lot of things we're taught is that the 
best and most humble and sacrificial and selfless people are people that give entirely of themselves and never to keep anything for themselves and always love others to a point where they love others above themselves. And we're often taught that to love yourself above others is the pinnacle and height of selfishness. And to give of your of others, even when you have nothing to give, is proof that you are a selfless person. And I personally am starting to see that actually in most cases, giving of yourself when you don't have anything to give is probably the pinnacle of selfishness. And it doesn't seem that way. And in my experiences, I can, I can relate now. Now see, here's the reality. Like you break it down like this. Now I use money as an example, right? If you've got a dollar in your pocket and your friend needs a hundred dollars and you give them your last dollar, it might be a nice gesture, but it's not going to solve their problem. But if you have a thousand dollars and your friend needs a hundred dollars and you give them a hundred dollars, then not only have you blessed them, but you've also helped the problem and you've also done so in a way that may not hurt you. So maybe you or maybe your friend needs a hundred dollars and you have a thousand dollars and you give them 50 and they come up with the other 50 and then they know that their friend was still there to support them. Somebody might say, well, you gave sparingly and maybe in that sense, maybe you did. But the point in which I'm making is that when you have more available for you to give, you're able to help more and do more when you have more available and to have more available means you must first have more. So oftentimes we, we, we pat that person on the back that gives and gives and gives till they have nothing left. And then they still try to give and we're like, yeah, that person is humble. And that person is not, I genuinely believe that person is terrified of being abandoned because that's how I felt. I'm probably projecting because I just know that that's how I felt, but that's ter- usually terrified of feeling abandoned, lonely, um, usually in many cases feeling resentful of the people they give to because that's also something that happened to me. I feel very resentful of the time and the people I gave to. And what was happening a lot of times is the person inside of me was crying out, Brandon, you're keeping promises to everyone but yourself. And a lot of times people will pat you on the back and say, that's how you know that you're humble. And there's nothing humble about that. If I don't keep a promise to myself, eventually I'm going to fail the people around me because me, there's a core element in keeping promises to yourself. And I've seen that in my life where I usually am able to bless people more, the more that I keep myself and I bless myself first. If I wake up in the morning and I honor a bunch of promises to myself and I do things for myself, when time comes for me to be able to bless and give people, I always find myself with way more to give. I find myself able to just really just pour out to people and then know at the points of when I'm like, all right, cool, I've I've given and now I'm going to go back and take care of myself. Like, you know, you, you, it's like the idea of you can't give if you're dead. You feel me? If you can't give, if you don't have anything. And a lot of times we are scared of having things because we, you know, sometimes it's like you can fear the responsibility. You can feel the fear, the accountability. A lot of times people don't want to have a lot of things because they're like, man, if I have all this stuff, then now I'm responsible for it. And now if I have it and don't do anything with it, I can be held accountable for that. You know, and a lot of times, you know, especially in dealing with spiritual communities, especially in Christian communities, it's not really, it's not really, it's not really 
uh, looked upon favorably to be a wealthy person in a Christian community, because usually people will look at you and say that you have things and interests that have nothing to do with God or church or things of that nature. And none of that stuff I believe is really true. Wealth or a lack of wealth does not have anything to do with your spirituality. It ain't going to have nothing to do with it. So why am I bringing all this stuff up? It's something that I've learned. It's important to me that you have in order for you to be able to give and Oftentimes we deny ourselves in the wrong way. You know, as a Christian, there's a scripture that says, if you know, this says, you know, if any would be my disciple, deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. And a lot of us are like, well, that's how, you know, you denied yourself. And I don't think that any of that is true. I think that self-denial in essence sometimes might mean turning around and doing something that will take care of you so that you can be prepared to, you can actually be in position to help others. It's like being somebody that is in shape and is able to work out. And because you've taken care of yourself and you're in shape and you're able to work out, if somebody needs somebody to go pick up something or carry something, you're in shape and you're able to do so. You've denied yourself the, the, what do you call it? The indulgence of not taking care of yourself. You've denied yourself that indulgence. And because you're, you've denied yourself that you're in a better position to help others. And so what is, you know, self-denial, whatever it is, whatever, what are you talking about here? I'm talking about keeping promises to yourself. And so oftentimes it's frowned upon, you know, you shouldn't be keeping promises to yourself. You should be keeping promises to others. And that's how you know that God is really no, 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 no. Even if you're not even spiritual, this, this, I believe this absolutely applies. Keeping promises to yourself, man, when you do that, there's something in you that lights up. There's a little something in you that starts to relax Maybe you in a survival mode. Keep a small promise to yourself. Like every t- like like I do my best every time to get up. There's a couple of things I do in the morning and I do my best to try to keep those small little promises to myself. It's about sowing small seeds of trust. Like we always want to build a tree a lot of times and I can say that's me. I've always wanted to build trees. I want I want to plant that whole tree right then. And oftentimes it's not a tree that needs to be planted but a seed. <gasps> Excuse me. A seed is going to become a tree. You feel me? One day it's going to be, it's going to be a tree. It's just not going to be a tree when you plant it. And I have always been an advocate of planting seeds that are honest. And so we plant seeds like that. So I'm like trying to plant the seed, plant a seed of trust. So maybe that's keeping a small promise to myself. You know, maybe I'm not able to lean into my feelings for two hours, but maybe I can do it for two minutes. And if I'm honest with that two minutes, I'm going to start feeling better. Like step by step, I'll start feeling a little bit better about myself. Like a little bit, just a little bit, little nudge, a little, huh, you know what? I feel good. Yeah, that felt really good. Yeah, that felt really good. And usually, and I'm going to just keep it 100, the first person that we've usually let down in our life is usually us. A lot of times we've learned how to not keep promises to ourselves because of people that we we grew up around that also didn't keep promises to themselves. And that's usually what happens. Sometimes your parents didn't keep a promise to themselves and you watch them constantly break promises to themselves. So you knew instinctively that you couldn't trust 
them to keep a promise to you. So a lot of people struggle with that. They say, ma'am, how come my parents maybe let me down or something like that? And it's because they've already had a habit, practice years and years of letting themselves down. And they did that because their parents let them down. And so what do we do when we break that cycle in our lives? We can often break that cycle in others. So everything I'm doing right now is to try to work on my own keeping promises to myself. So look, doing pay it forward is a promise to myself. I don't do pay it forward for any particular reason other than that it blesses me to do it. It makes me happy to be able to sit in front of this microphone and pour out my heart, whatever is in there. And then once I've done so, I'm like, cool, that's what's up. Each pay it forward you hear going to be different. Some it's like I'm going to be coming halfway. Some it's going to be like I'm coming spiritual. Some it's going to be coming like I just came out the block. Some of it's going to be coming in different ways. Some of it's going to be guest segments. Some of it's going to just be me expressing something, but each one is different. And right now I can even feel the longing of just wanting to explain myself. So this is a practice right here. Can you do one of three things when you are being experiencing life? Like maybe you experience something that triggers you in a, in a, in a way that is, is sour and it makes you feel upset or whatever it is. Or maybe it triggers you in a way that makes you just feel overexcited or happy. Whatever trigger you have, can you do one of three things? Can you accept that feeling? And a lot of times the answer is going to be no. Can you allow that feelings? And sometimes the answer is going to be no. And if you can't do either of the two, can you acknowledge those feelings? A lot of times we don't even want to acknowledge that the feeling is there. I don't want to feel longing. I don't want to feel that way. I want to be something different. But you're not. And that's okay. Cool thing that came to me, a quote that came to me about this kind of thing is feelings don't need an explanation. They can just be what they are. If you feel sad, you say, I feel sad. And that's it. You don't need no explanation. You don't need to explain why. You don't need to explain what reason you came from. You have the right to feel sad. I feel angry. You have the right to feel angry. I feel uh, melancholy. You have the right to feel that. You do not have to explain to yourself or anyone else why you feel the way you do. Feelings are meant to just be there. They're not meant to do anything they're just literally want they just want space to exist so i feel longing and that's it just those little steps those small seeds of trust pours more and more trust into myself more and more ideas into myself that says hey you know what brandon you can keep a promise to yourself and when you can keep promises to yourself if nothing else to just acknowledge your feelings and things like that you're much better to keep promises to others. It also is going to help with your boundaries too. When you have people that want things from you and stuff like that, and you know that you need to tell them no, but sometimes it's almost like your mouth just goes dry when you want to tell them no. Sometimes you're just like, man, I just, I can't do that. Like I'm scared of what's going to happen if I tell them no. When you keep promises to yourself first, you're going to just find yourself able to, in a healthy and respectful way, tell people no. Because when you keep promises to yourself, 
it becomes easier. And it's not saying that you'll never be able to help people. You'll be in a better position to help people. So being able to tell people no is a healthy thing. And I don't mean that in a rude way or anything like that. It's a helpful thing. And it's a, a an important thing in life because sometimes someone else's emergency is going to be from their perspective. And sometimes their perspective is valid and you can absolutely have compassion for someone else's perspective, but their circumstance is not necessarily your responsibility. Like we're not always responsible for fixing everyone else's circumstance. The goal is to be able to connect with people and sit with people and work with people in their problem without taking on that problem yourself. Oftentimes we're not taught that because it's not modeled to us. We're not taught to be what's called interdependent, which is, you know, being able to be present with somebody and be and love that person just as much as if you weren't present with them and love that person. So you're not taught how to sit with someone in their suffering and not and 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 support them in their suffering and even, you know, like support them in their suffering without literally feeling like you're bonded to them in their suffering. And oftentimes we're not taught that, you know, we desperately a lot of times want to be regulated because a lot of us didn't get the chance. A lot of us were just kids that never got the chance to be anything else, but they never even got the chance to be kids. You know, a lot of kids were parentified. A lot of kids were forced to do things as an adult when they were still children. And so a lot of adults that are adults now are just longing to be taken care of like a child and they're still grown, but on the, they're grown on the outside, but they're still children on the inside. And I know because that's how I feel a lot of times, you know, I'm 30 and there's things that I understand, but there's a lot of things that I'm still got that childlike longing that just wants things to just, I just want to be taken care of. And it's, it's it's hard to admit to that, you know, as a as a as a maturing and, and older adult. But oftentimes you've got people that are twice my age that still feel that way. You know, just because someone has a gift doesn't mean they don't feel that way. So how does one progress? I believe the first steps are in keeping those small promises to yourself because it's sowing those small seeds of trust. I believe the second step is allowing yourself permission to, if you can't accept or allow your feelings, you can acknowledge them. So it's like finding out what are the words that describe my feeling and being able to, if nothing else, just acknowledge it to yourself, saying, I'm feeling this, and to not put a label on it, like to not, I'm feeling this because. No, you didn't have to be a because, you're feeling that, and that's okay. To be able to say, I feel this, and that's okay. And just so many times we're taught that that's not cool. Like, oh, you feel that? No, you can't feel that. You got to be this. No, you can't do that. You got to be this. You know, black folk are talking all the time. Fix your face. You know, boy, why you frowned up? You know, you fix your face, you know. And and people don't care sometimes about what you're feeling. They just don't want to see you looking like that. They don't really care that you feel that way. They want to see you look different. My dad was a lot like that. Boy, fix your face. You know, and it's common, commonly said, but it is not right. So how do we become just more mature, more stable, more grounded, you know, more able to be present? It's in those little small promises. It's in 
those acknowledgement of your feelings is in being present because those become choices and you start to choose yourself. You start to choose yourself. And for those that are, um, you know, that are, are regardless, of, you know, for those that are Christian, I'm going to speak to y'all about this, too. This is this is more or less for Christians right now. The Bible says that we're only able to love God because he loved us first. So to think that you can love God before loving yourself really, to me, sound like the height of arrogance, because the only reason you even able to love God is because God already loved you. So if God loves you and you love God, but you don't love yourself, but God loves you first. We miss a very crucial and vital step. God, I believe, wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us. And we do ourselves a disservice by constantly saying no to that greater intimacy and that relationship we're looking for. And so when we say God is is faithful to us and he keeps promises to us. But when we say, I'm not going to keep a promise to ourselves. We break that link because we can't understand God's faithfulness because we're not even willing to trust in his faithfulness enough to believe in our own faithfulness, to believe that we can even be faithful or mirror his faithfulness. We're not even mirroring his faithfulness. So then, of course, we're not going to be able to trust God in crucial moments. So that message was more or less for the Christians that I know are probably listening to this. And they may go, you know, whatever it is that they feel. I want to let y'all know why it is that I think that it's good to keep promises to yourself. Because it's definitely something that is oftentimes not talked about in, in, in Jesus culture or church culture. It's like, hey, that's frowned upon. So look, with the last part of what I'm talking about, I'm going to just keep it, I'm going to just do my best to keep it 100. You feel me? Like, who we are and what we think about who we are, bro, it's always going to kind of change. It's always going to evolve. It's always going to become something different. You feel me? The person that I am, what it was at 30 is not quite the person I was at 25, but sometimes I still got some of the same longings that I had when I was five and six. I can still feel those feelings of bro. I want you to love me. I want you to hear me. I need you to hear me. I need you to see me. And sometimes I desperately want those feelings to go away. But those feelings are teachers. Longing, loneliness, shame. Those feelings are teachers. They are not enemies. They are there to tell us something. They're there to teach us something. And a lot of us are taught, man, bro, feelings just get in the way. I had a, 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 a guy in which um, he talks about this on his podcast and on his things. He said, you know, one thing he was taught was that feelings get in the way of getting ish done. And that is not true. They're not something that just gets in the way. They only get in the way to try to save us. A feeling is a teacher. It's something that grounds you to a present moment. 
But if you've had to survive, you can't be in that present moment. You have to be in the future. You have to be ahead of that moment. You have to be behind that moment. You have to be in a better moment than the moment that you're in. So I'm telling you, the survivor, whomever it is that you might be that has survived some crazy is, I sympathize with you. Whatever your identity might be, I sympathize with you. Because I know what it's like to survive and be in a world where you got to create your best world in your head because you can't change the one on the outside and you feel helpless. All of these things are teachers. All these feelings are teachers. All these experiences are teachers. And I believe we find ourselves in position to learn from those lessons step by step by step by step. And a lot of times the lessons will repeat themselves when we're not willing to learn. And so a lot of times you say, man, how come I'm going through the same stuff? It's because there's something in it that your feelings in this moment are trying to teach you. Maybe just about an experience you've had. And a lot of times they just want to be acknowledged. They just want to be seen. They just want to be heard. Our feelings say, no, I'm not going anywhere. And I think the closer we get to allowing our feelings, the more we actually begin to master our feelings. And I feel like a lot of times we taught to suppress our feelings. We say, hey, no, you know what? Put it under, you know, suppress it. And you know what that does? Eventually, all that that cap that you on is going to come out. You and me, all that cap that we be on is going to come out. No matter what image I put on, no matter how many, how cool my clothes look, no matter how swagged out I might look, no matter how much I pretended to be this person that I really feel like I want to be. At the end of the day, all it's going to take is one button and it's going to come right on out. Somebody going to say that wrong thing and say that thing that's going to just really get me and it's going to open and expose that scared child on the inside of me and it's going to come right out. That's what happens when we suppress things. That's what happens when we ignore things. Pain ain't weakness leaving the body. It's a lesson being taught. It's a lesson. It's something that needs us. And sometimes we just try to do our best with what we got. promised on this show I was going to do my best to be real sometimes I get so caught up in trying to explain everything that a lot of times I'm I'm trying to remember to be real man and that's a lot of times the fear the fear of being alone abandoned the fear of being without hope And sometimes it's just in that, that there's one little lesson out of all that. And it's like, the greatest teachers are students. And the more we're willing to learn, the more we're able to, To teach, and the more we're able to teach, the more we got to be willing to learn. Like, man. But this is about 
feeling. This is about me trying to learn how to feel everything that needs to be felt because it needs to be felt. We need to feel these things. And they don't take away from our strength. They add to it. Because if I can feel all of my feelings, if someone says something that triggers me or scares me and I can allow myself to feel, acknowledge, allow and accept those feelings, I have mastered those feelings because they're not ruling me because they have a place to be. But when we ignore our feelings, they begin to rule us. They begin to make decisions for us. When we ignore that five-year-old, six-year-old inside of us that says, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, 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 I need you, I need you, I need you. It begins to make decisions for us. He or she or whomever begins to make decisions for us. And one way or another, that child going to make decisions for you because children do that. If you even look on children's shows where you see children acting crazy, children don't want to act crazy. Children do that because they feel threatened. They don't feel safe in their environment. They want to be able to trust their environment, but instinctively they know they can't. So they try to figure things out with their own minds, but their minds are still underdeveloped. So they only make decisions according to what children know. That's why you see a lot of things happening. And that's why you see adults a lot of times break down into childish temper tantrums. And we say, well, how come you did that? That's really childish because that person is a child on the inside. That person has never been validated as a child, so they never got the chance to emotionally grow to be adults. If there's one thing I think our society has failed us at is is teaching us how to transition from children to adults, truly transition. Emotionally and, and, and spiritually and mentally transition. We're just give, you know, sometimes the military just give you a gun. You know, 18, they tell you, you can do X, Y, and Z. You can drive a car. None of those things indicate being an adult. We're just thrown bills and tasks. And our parents do it because they throw us in there because their parents threw them in there. And I was fortunate enough to have parents that didn't necessarily just throw me to the wolves when I was 18. And I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful for that. And still sometimes deeply lonely. Deeply scared. That maybe all them times my dad told me, boy, what's wrong with you? Maybe that he was right. Maybe I can't accept or allow all that all the time, but I can acknowledge it. It don't have to all be done at once, y'all. It can be done one step at a time. One, one movement at a time. One day at a time. You feel me? I can create a safe space for myself. I can mirror that safe space for others. And that's okay because at the very least, I know that here I can create that safe space for myself and it can start here. So when we keep promises to ourselves, man, we tell ourselves that it's okay. And sometimes the only person we truly need to tell in that moment is us. And not only so much do we need to tell us, keeping promises to ourselves help us believe us. See, it's not just your words. It's not just the fact that you repeat to yourself, I'm okay, I'm safe. Yeah, okay. That, that doesn't necessarily make you safe, but keeping promises to yourself, honoring words you keep to yourself, 
I don't know why it works that way, but it does. It does something to your psyche. And when we don't honor promises to ourselves, it also does something. Even if it doesn't feel really intense or really crazy, we 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 know instinctively when we've betrayed a promise to ourselves. And so I'm all of that. You may not be able to, and I'm just speaking to everybody right now. You may not be able to fix right now the promises that other people broke to you. You can absolutely not fix those a lot of times. Sometimes you can't make them go back and do what they said they were going to do. And that freaking hurts. First, if nothing else, let me acknowledge that. I can sympathize with how lonely and how abandoned and how broken and betrayed and, and unsafe and scared a lot of my listeners gotta feel because the people have broken promises and then a lot of times people come and they say yeah but you gotta just get through it and and the but is one of the most invalidating things like bruh this is not a but my feelings are not an action my feelings are feelings So let me acknowledge your feelings. If you feel the way I felt, if you feel anything that I brought up, I'm just acknowledging you right now. I see you. And I hear you. And it's okay. And when it comes down to progressively doing something, Bringing back trust in yourself comes from keeping promises to yourself. It it won't come from keeping promises to others. It won't come from keeping promises to God. I believe so because I've done both and neither of those granted me a sense of validity. Keeping promises, especially if you're a Christian, if you really believe according to the Bible, keeping promises to God is your reasonable service. So that's kind of like a job. You feel me? Keeping promises to others is just honoring your word. But keeping promises to yourself, man, that's that's life. That's nourishment, man. So regardless of what your faith is, bro, keeping promises to yourself always going to bless you. And that's really what I've been on lately and trying to do that. Carve time for myself to where I say I'm saying yes to the things that are going to nourish me and no to the things that won't. And I'm consciously choosing to do this. And sometimes it's not even so much you got to consciously say no, you just have to consciously choose yes. So yo, I always love y'all, man. I'm always moved by the opportunity to be able to speak on this platform. Y'all have really blessed me. And y'all always keep blessing me just because y'all show up and listen. Because it takes guts. It takes something different to show up. I want to just speak life over everybody, man. To everybody that's under the sound of my voice. I want y'all to know this today. That this ain't the end of your story. That you have more to you even if even from what you know. That whether you have been on the highest point of your life. Are you been in the middle? Are you in the lowest point of your life? Right now, there is still yet more to your story. 
There is more that is within you and that it's okay for you not to have to be there right now. It's okay for you to just sow small seeds of trust and it's okay. And anyone that is interested in seeking after the truth will find what they are looking for. So under the sound of my voice, I'm telling you that this is just the beginning for you. And my prayer is that every person, regardless of their faith and belief, will continue to honestly seek after the true and righteous things that are that are revealed to you. So that's my prayer for everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all, man. You feel me? I'm going. I'm. I'm really enjoying this podcast, man, and I really am excited to see what's gonna come next, man. We got a few other people. We got some guest segments, man. I got some ideas for some people that I want to have on here. We're gonna have some good conversations. You feel me? We're gonna have some conversations about some stuff that's not, you know, that's not, you know, necessarily about this kind of stuff. We're gonna have some conversations about a lot of things. So I'm gonna keep y'all posted about the different people that I'm gonna have on the show when we start doing guest segments again. But man, A, you know, as I always say in my spiritual community, it's been real. All right. So I tell y'all, man, um, stay up, stay present, stay real. So that's love, y'all. Peace.